Hi, I'm Kayla Bren, your host of Discovering the Balance. Today is Sunday, May 30th, 2021, and this is episode 7. I am recording from my favorite studio space, which is sitting in the passenger seat of Diesel Dolly the Truck, and this week I'm in Denver, Colorado. So, this episode is going to um, be highlighting our second month of living on the road, Um, but first I wanted to explain the change in date. I pretty much always record the majority of the podcast on Sunday, so I'm just going to own that fact, (laughs) and rather than record and try to remember to reference today as yesterday, um... I'm just going to release whenever I get done recording on Sundays. Um, And so in also efforts of being very authentic, you might hear that I I sound tired or that I am not as chipper as maybe I normally sound. And it is because it was a very full, full week. So at the end of the episode, I will share a little bit (laughs) what it was like to travel on Wednesday by car, train, and plane, um, including towing, like taking down and then setting back up. That's just a whole, whole nother level of traveling. And then I'll also let you guys know where we are headed next. So in this episode, we head off for our first mooch dock, which is at Jeff's brother's house, which is, we refer to them as Uncle Gary and Aunt Katrina. And this is where we'll spend Labor Day weekend. And then from there, we head into um, Georgia near Augusta. And we have our first day that is two weeks, um, which was quite enjoyable, but it's also our first time not having sewer. (laughs) So we start this visit with having family come in and having our first overnight guest. And we go from a rig that has three people to having seven people. (laughs) So I'll explain how our rig sleeps and what that was like having seven people. Thankfully, three were kids. um, But it's interesting what rigs um, will boast that they sleep. So I want to give an honest um, recap of what we think of that. And then, like I mentioned, I um, will also explain what it means to have sewer or not to have sewer (laughs) and give a little bit more information about like the different tanks that we have and what that really means. Because maybe you might hear it referenced if you watch any type of YouTube videos. So I'll try to break it down in a very simple way. So without further ado, let's jump in. So in episode four, I left off with us pulling up to our Uncle Gary and Aunt Katrina's house. And this was going to be our first mooch dock, which if you're not familiar with the RV lingo, um, which I was not, um, mooch dock is simply when you convert your amps um, all the way down to be able to plug into a home so that you can have your lights on, keep your refrigerator running, and most importantly, not drain your battery. So we were not actually going to be staying in the rig. We were going to be staying in a house and we were so excited. I was probably way more excited than the boys. Um, We had not figured out the whole shower scenario quite yet with the water pressure. So I was just really excited to take a long, hot shower. So excited. So we pull up 
and whew, Jeff and I had still not mastered our lingo. Honestly, we still haven't mastered our lingo. I, from the very beginning, wanted to say if he needs to cut the wheel to the left, it should be whip. And if he needs to cut the wheel to the right, it needs to be nene. And he has refused to get on board. It's kind of like fetch and mean girls, I guess. But anyways, so we, we managed to get the rig parked and it was definitely a proud moment. And that nice night, it was so nice because all we had to do was really just grab a few items, walk inside the house and we were all set. And then it was even greater the next morning when we woke up and, you know, Riley was kind of hungry. I was hungry. And I was like, this is like, we've got all of our groceries right outside. It was so fantastic to not feel as much of like a burden, um, to your host, um, because you have most of the stuff you need because you conveniently brought your home with you. Now I do have to say we stayed there five nights and by the last day, I was just like, I feel like I am all over the place. Like our life is all over the place. Um, because there were never bags involved. It was just a constant of like, Oh, I need this. Oh, it's in the rig walk to the rig, get the item and walk back in. So when it came time to start packing up, there was a lot of stuff to get back into the rig. I mean, of course we utilized taking um, their um, washer and dryer and did all of our laundry before going. I mean, we really mooched as much as we could. And overall, it was just such a fantastic weekend. Um, They have a pool, which, oh man, if you know Riley, ah, he's so happy to have a pool. We had a early birthday celebration for Riley with family and friends. Um, It was just a really, really great weekend. We in Tennessee would normally spend um, Labor Day weekend also at a pool um, at my dad and Jerry's house in Murfreesboro. So we did definitely miss all of our family back in Tennessee, but it felt right and it felt normal to be poolside with family and friends celebrating the long weekend. So I do also have to add that I guess it had to do with us being in rural Alabama for so long. We were a little shocked by the amount of time we spent driving on the road. And we also very poorly planned it. (laughs) We have dear friends that are in the county south of Jacksonville, that's St. John's County. And we knew we wanted to get the kids together because they have twin girls that are Riley's age. And so we wanted to have a sleepover down there. And it was like almost an hour to get down there. Um, And then the following following evening, we had plans um, to watch another good friend, Robbie, um, play live um, at Palm... I don't, I don't actually remember what it's called, um, but it's in Jacksonville proper as well. So we, we were right back down that same direction. And here's the thing that Jeff and I both realized when we left, um, you know, we, we thought we were going to be moving down to Jacksonville and everything happens for a reason. Plans changed. Um, but that weekend really reminded us of exactly what happened, um, what happens in normal life because we lived in Franklin and Grams and Pops were in Nashville proper and we saw them quite a bit. But then all of my dad's side of the family is for the most part in the Murfreesboro area, which is not far for people who are not familiar. It's like 40 minutes and life is so incredibly busy 
that we still only got to get together for like the big moments, you know, like the holidays, Labor Day, Memorial Day, you know, we did get together, but not like you would hope for living so close together. And I don't, I don't know what that, what that says about our, our culture and, and our lifestyle these days. Uh, I think COVID definitely slowed a lot of us down and in many good ways. Um, but it's just, it's go, 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 go. And so being there that weekend and going back and forth between the two, we just kind of realized that if we had moved down there, what we had in our head of how often we were going to see the family and friends that were close by in reality probably wouldn't be as much. And I don't mean to sound negative when saying that, but it is a reality. And it's something that we really take into consideration when trying to decide how long are we going to do this lifestyle of living on the road and when do we want to settle down and much less where do we want to settle down. Um, So it's definitely a lot to um, think about and to compare. And it's things that I would have never compared before because that's just what you do. Like you live in a house and you live in a neighborhood and that's just is, is what it is. And the RV lifestyle really really teaches you to think outside of the box. And it's really cool meeting people along the way and hearing what version of full-time RVing they do. So anyways, that is my review of our first Mooch Dog. It was super fun, full of lots of memories. We had also just bought the RV. So it was just so fun to be able to share it with friends and family um, and just have some time together. It had been you know, a long few months, um, and some hard times and being with family and friends, eating good, good food for the soul, belly laughs, just having fun. It's just so incredibly healing. Um, and it was much, much needed for us. So after this, we now head off to where our tote is going to be very important. So I'm going to explain what it means (laughs) to not have sewer, (laughs) much less to not have sewer and then also have company. (laughs) So stay tuned for the next segment. So we leave Kingsland, Georgia, which is just north of Jacksonville, Florida, and we travel to Appling, Georgia, to stay at a Corps of Engineer campground. Um, so a COE campground. It is called Petersburg, and we uh, stayed there for two weeks. So this was our first time staying anywhere for two weeks, and we actually really liked it. Um, we actually it gave us a chance to like become a little bit more familiar with the area since we you know got to grocery shop at the same place twice, and um, it it just gave you know after two weeks we actually had like an idea of the lay of the land. Whereas when you're staying somewhere for just a week, you kind of like learn it and forget it all at the same time, right? (laughs) So this day we would be here for two weeks, but what was really exciting was we were expecting company the following day. So we arrived on a Tuesday and on Wednesday, Jeff's sister, Nicole, Um, So Aunt Nicole and Uncle Dean came to visit and, of course, brought their two kids, Addison and Cole, which are Riley's cousins. So they were coming for twofold um, reasons. Um, We were finally within two hours of them. 
And then um, it was also Riley's birthday on Thursday. So Riley turned eight on September 10th and they got to do school together. (laughs) The kids, um, Addison and Cole, were in like a virtual type setting. So they were jumping on and off of Zoom calls. And so Riley did his schoolwork right alongside them. And then once everyone was done, we got to go to Chuck E. Cheese which was super fun. I actually love Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) It's really not that bad. I like gaining tickets for him so he can cash them in because he is all boy. All he wants to do is like play the race car games and all the things that give you no points. So we went to Chuck E. Cheese. We came back home. We ate dinner outside. We had Riley's favorite dinner, cornbread, green beans, pork chops with applesauce, and macaroni and cheese. So he was so, so, so happy. Celebrated with cake, of course, cake and gifts. And it was just a really fun way to have like our first like big celebration. Now Riley's birthday had already been celebrated twice at this point. Like this kid is so unbelievably spoiled. We had a birthday celebration in Alabama with Grams and Pops before we left them. And then we also had a birthday celebration at Uncle Gary's um, at a pool party. So Riley, (laughs) Riley really lived it big uh, this year and was loving life for um, this whole RV lifestyle and everyone being able to have a chance to celebrate him. So super, super fun. And what was even more um, interesting was our rig sleeping seven for the first time. So I looked up the specs before recording this and it does. It, I, I kind of figured it maybe would, but it boasts that it can sleep 10, which super questionable what 10 that is. <laughs> if you've stayed in our rig so far and listening, you're probably like, what? No way. <laughs> So we had four extra people staying with us. So our rig technically, this is how I would view it. And we would probably never max it out even to eight. Um, But we, of course, our room sleeps two, queen bed. Then our living room slash dining room slash kitchen slash everything room um, has a kitchen table that will fold all the way down and I think can sleep it's like a full size bed. So if it's not too large adults, they could for sure sleep there, but maybe one comfortably adult. Um, it just depends on, just depends on the person. So one to two there. And then the couch turns into a jackknife and I would call that one. And then Riley's room, he has two bunks. Um, One side of the bunk is pretty wide. I think two kids could easily sleep there. And then the other bunk, of course, would sleep one. And then the jackknife would sleep one. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I come up with nine. I don't know where they're sticking the 10th person, honestly. I mean, that's questionable at best. (laughs) So our Uncle Dean, I think he tried every single bed option out. The jackknife, um, the the bunk that actually will sleep adults. Um, and then also the kitchen table. And he, he said that the jackknife is like definitely like no bueno. So I've slept on it since then. And I can a hundred percent agree. Like that is awful. I guess if you're somebody who can like sleep on anything, maybe you'd do okay. But like, no, like it was a really bad night's sleep. So, and seven people, I mean, it's definitely manageable. Thankfully, we had good weather. Here's the thing. When we have family come visit us, 
we are outside far more at our campsite than we are any other time. Um, I think a lot of people are shocked to hear that we don't do a lot of campfires. Um, reason being, you don't really want to smell, you don't want your home smelling like a campfire. Like it's one thing to go on like a camping trip and that's what you're there for is to camp and like roast marshmallows and cook your food outside and whatnot. You don't, you don't mind the smell, but like on like an average, on like week to week, you really don't want your clothes or your house smelling like a campfire. So we love it. When we have family come, we're outside more than anything, as long as the weather is great. So seven people in an RV, three of which being children, um, it's just tight. I mean, I often find myself sitting on our stairs in our rig just because all we have for seating is our couch and our kitchen, like the kitchen benches, which is just, I mean, it's not a lot, not a lot of options. Okay. So having that many people in the rig is, is it's, it's totally doable. I'm so thankful we have the space. Um, but I think after three to four days, definitely four to five range. I think for everybody involved, it's, it just becomes a little bit much. It's a one bathroom being shared by all of those people, which is a really small bathroom, kind of like the bathroom you would have on a cruise ship. If you've never been in an RV, but have been on a cruise ship, very similar bathrooms. So it's just not a lot of space, but I can tell you it has been so cool to be able to have family come out and visit us, like fly in and they don't have to get a hotel they have somewhere to stay. And then again, it gives us a reason to like sit outside and have campfires. (laughs) So not trying to say we're not thankful for the space that we have, just being very real about how like RVs will boast, oh, it sleeps this or it sleeps that. But you really have to think more than anything of like, if that's the only space you have, it's not a lot of space for seven people. Um, It's not a lot of space for three people. Um, I mean, many days where we are like, this is not enough space. No, I'm just kidding. We do find pretty much. We also just go outside. Um, but if you're stuck inside due to the rain, um, that's when you really have to think about like, okay, where are all of these people going to sit and stand? Um, so, and then that really leads me into the next segment, which has all to do with sewer or the lack thereof of sewer and what that really means, because this is our first time not having sewer. So, Hindsight's always 2020. Probably not the best plan to go day one with no sewer while also having four additional people <laughs> staying in the RV. So tune into the next segment um, to hear about, um, well, first, our major rookie mistake when parking the rig, and then what we learned these this two weeks that we were in Petersburg about what it means when you don't have sewer. So as I've mentioned in previous messages, Grams and Pops know how how to book them. (laughs) So when we followed along with them in August, they also stayed at um, almost all COEs. The first place we stayed at was actually a state park or a state recreation area. Um, But most of them were COEs and they were full hookups. So super awesome spots to find. Um, However so much in like the Georgia, South Carolina area. Most of this month we go without sewer. Actually, I think all of this month we go without sewer. (laughs) 
so great. So great. Um, it was a learning lesson, like for sure. We learned a lot that month. Um, and we had no idea how much water we really were consuming prior to that. Um, I did pull up the specs, like I said, and to give you an explanation, we have, there are three tanks. Okay. So, well, there's four tanks. I lied already. So there's a freshwater tank. So freshwater tank means from the water connection, whether that's at our site, which is ideal, or like in Zion National Park at the dump site, there would be a freshwater connection. That is a tank that we can fill our freshwater tank and use that to wash our dishes, to wash our hands, to take showers. Like that's where our water source would come from if we don't have a connection. Okay. So that tank is 36 gallons, which again is not huge. Okay. Let's be, I mean, it is huge, but it's not huge. Does that make sense? Like 36 gallons can go pretty quick. So here we have water. So that's not the issue. So then we have three other tanks. So we have a black tank and then we have two gray tanks. Um, we'll start with the gray tanks. So gray tanks are where all of the water that comes from, whether it's your connection to the water spigot or from your fresh water tank, um, all of the water has to go into a gray water tank that's coming from either a sink or a shower. And then all of your number ones and your number twos go into a black tank. So our black tank is 30 gallons and then our gray tanks are each 32 gallons. So huge, stupid engineering on this RV. (laughs) They have two gray tanks and each are 32 gallons. However, our gray tank one um, receives all of the water from our kitchen sink, our bathroom sink, and our shower. And the gray tank two receives all the water from the outdoor sink in the outdoor kitchen. Why, thank you. Thank you so much for 32 gallons for a sink we hardly use. Like, Jeff cooks out there all the time, so he's maybe cleaning, washing his hands after handling meat, things like that. Not, (laughs) we've never resorted to going out there and washing dishes. I guess we could, but we've never done, we've never gotten to that point. So, 32 gallons, again, I mean, it's not a lot, you know, it really isn't. So the tote that we had purchased was 21 gallons. So I'm sure most of you are probably asking like, hmm, well, you mentioned like 30 gallons quite a bit. Why would you get one that was only 21 gallons? Especially when they do make them quite larger. But here's the thing. You have to be able to pull the 21 gallons. Um, You don't have to pull it all the way to the dump, but you do have to pull it to be able to hook to like the ball hitch of the truck. And then you drive 10 miles per hour to the dump station, you take all of your attachments, you hook it up to the dump and you dump everything and then you do it all over again. Okay. So, so that is the process. And so it being so heavy, um, we went with a 21 gallon, which was a really smart call on Jeff. Jeff researched that Jeff learned that. So he saves the day on this one. So (laughs) when we got to Petersburg, we, we, oh my goodness. I remember being so nervous. It was a really pretty park. There was nobody at check-in. It was our first place to not have anyone. They said like on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, just go to your site and check in on Thursday. And we were like, okay, sure. Sounds good. So we figure out where our site is and it is a gravel drive that goes pretty steeply down and kind of loops over. And so like you have to like pull through 
and then reverse back into your site. And reversing back into the site, there is an L-shaped concrete wall. Um, and then our site was, oh my goodness, it was beautiful. I will of course post pictures that coordinate with this episode. Um, and it was just, we were right on the lake, kind of in an alcove. Um, it was really breezy, which was perfect on warm days, not so much on the colder days, but this little retaining wall is where you had to like kind of back in the RV because your, um, hookups were on that side as the same side as the retaining wall. So we know from experience, um, in all of our one month of experience that when we are parking, I need to get out and stand next to the slides, which are on the driver's side. So same, same side as our hookups and extend my arm. And we need enough room where my middle finger can extend without touching either the water hookup anything, a tree, anything that could be touched. Usually it's the hookups. Um, in this case, it was the hookups and the wall, which were right there together. So we nestled that bad boy right in there. Perfect as could be. Did not think about for one moment that we would need to be almost every day getting that tote to and from (laughs) the truck. And so where our sewer comes out is between our two slides. I'll post a picture so that it makes complete sense. Um, I don't think I have a picture of this scenario exactly, but there was no room. Like we, we had no option other than rigging up a solution, which is what we did or moving the rig. Like we would have had to rehitch. We would have had to bring everything back in the whole shebang. And we didn't realize this until (laughs) the second day we were there when we were about to have company arrive. So we were not about to move the rig. And then at that point, once they left, we had already been there like five days. So we were, we had made it that far, but here's what happened. We had to use a rope and use a thick piece of cardboard and either myself or Riley would have to kind of like shimmy the tote all the way back to the opening where the sewer is. And then we would dump and and ensure that it was on the cardboard because otherwise you were not going to be able to move it. Um, and then we would have to take the rope back out with us. And so we, we had enough space to be able to jump down in from the wall to be in between the two slides to dump. But then we had to go to the front side of the RV and pull the rope and drag it out from under. But here's the thing. It's such a long space that you didn't have the leverage. You didn't have the ability to like lift up. So this was like a sand slash rocky area. It was awful. It was so hard. It typically was like a two person job just trying to pull it because of the sand. (laughs) Huge lesson learned on making sure we have enough room to be able to get our tote freely in and out and to the truck. Oh my word. Two weeks there. And we also learned that if we're somewhere for two weeks, we really need to go easy on the black tank, meaning taking trips to the bathroom at the bathhouses because two weeks is a pretty long time to not have more than 30 gallons of waste. Um, again, I had no idea how much waste would be average for three people, but again, we had family there for a few days and you know, kids, Kids are just like hitting that little step stool or the little lever and just like holding on to it and like 
pouring probably a gallon of water every time they go to the bathroom. So we had to actually empty part of, and we, we did, we had to part, partly empty the black tank into the tote, which is not ideal because this tote is a closed container. There is a way you can like flush it to try to like rinse it, but it's still a closed container. Like once it's been in there, you just know. Um, obviously if you have to empty the black tank at all into your tote, you want to do that first. So then your gray water, um, when you empty that, that kind of like flushes it a little bit. I don't know. It makes you feel better mentally, at least about it. Um, so we have learned a lot since then. Um, obviously if we don't have sewer and we have great shower houses or even, I mean, really it has to be an F for me to not at least give it a try, especially if we don't have sewer because a 10 minute shower, that's like half, half of a tote right there easily. And that's taking like an army shower where like anytime you're putting shampoo in your hair or whatever, like you've turned the water off. So it's just much more enjoyable for me at least to go to a shower house. Um, and then we also are way more, um, liberal with our, um, usage of paper plates and paper bowls because the less dishes we have, the less water we're using and putting into that gray tank. Um, Jeff has really come to master it. I mean, it's one of those things where he just does, um, I cannot pull the tote. Um, it is too heavy for me. So for a while we kind of did it together. I would be the driver and whatnot, but Jeff has really gotten it down to really a science. Um, at this point, what he does if we don't have sewer is once our gray tank is full, he empties 21 gallons into the tote. And then that then gets us by for another like 24 hours or so, 24, 36 hours, depending on like how busy we are, what we're doing, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then once that, once the gray tank is full again, he'll then make three runs. So he'll take the already full tote, then he'll come back and empty another 21 gallons and take that. And then he'll come back and empty the remainder of that gray tank. And so then we're good for another three to four days. So we've learned a lot since then, but oh man, <laughs> it was definitely just one of those rookie mistakes that again, I've referenced all the videos that we watched on YouTube of, you know, RV beginners. And they just, they always proclaim that you are going to have mistakes in your early days. And this for sure was one of them. We just, we hadn't experienced it yet. So we didn't even realize it was something to take into consideration. It's laughable now, but there were definitely some cross looks given back then, but it all comes with the territory of RVing. So that about covers everything I wanted to highlight in our second month of living on the road. Of course, there are many other stories I could tell, um, but I don't want to keep you forever. And I also wanted to allow a little time to talk about our last week. So as I mentioned, I'm quite tired. It's really easy to still show up on here despite being tired because it's really enjoyable recording this and it's a great way for <laughs> selfishly, um, for me to log our travels 
and tell our story while it's still fresh in my memory and also give a little bit of an update of where we are currently. Um, So it's a nice little like audio journal for us. So this past week, we were in Colorado Springs, and on Wednesday, we traveled to Denver. So we got up, and it wasn't far. I think it was only like 84 miles, so we didn't even have to rush Wednesday morning, which was nice because, you know, we still, we had already packed our bags. (laughs) We had done laundry, I think, on Monday or maybe over the week. No, we had done laundry on Saturday. Um, and we had already pretty much packed because again, you don't have a lot of clothes. So we wanted to like choose like our favorite clothes, obviously. Um, so we had pretty much packed all that stuff. So it was just like, you know, the daily stuff that you use, um, and carry on and things like that. So it was nice that we didn't have a long drive, And it was also nice that they let us check in about 30 minutes early. So we got in at about 1230. Um, By one, we had unhitched and leveled front to back and whatnot and had about 30 minutes for the boys to try to do some things outside and for me to do some things inside. Um, My mom likes to call me like the Samantha from Bewitched where like I can pull my nose and like everything goes back in its place inside and my floors are mopped and whatnot. My floors didn't get mopped, okay? So it wasn't a total, it wasn't a complete setup, but it was better than not even being able to get the slides out. That's for sure. Um, So we were at the airport by 2.30 p.m. Um, We had a flight delay and didn't end up getting back to my parents' home until, uh, it was close to nine, so it was pretty late. Um, my parents have a car there. Well, they have, they have a couple of cars there and then we have Jeff's car there. Um, we sold my car, um, whenever we were selling all of our stuff. Um, but we kept his, so the battery wouldn't start. So it was nine 30 and we were headed out to Walmart because we both had places to be the following morning. I had a root canal scheduled at 8 a.m. and Jeff had a haircut scheduled at 9.30 a.m. So we headed to Walmart and thankfully Tito's was right down the road. We left Walmart at like 9.50 and Jeff was like, what are we going to eat? And I'm like, well, there is the Nolansville Tito's that's like just another five minutes down this road. So we rolled into Tito's and were those people that walked in right before closing, but it was so good to eat Tito's. Oh man. Um, it it would have been better if we could have gone to the one in Franklin. Um, when we lived in Heath place, that's where we went every single Monday night. Um, it was the one day that Jeff also worked during the day. So it was just such a nice treat for every Monday night for us to just go there. Nobody had to cook. Nobody had to clean up. It was just an easy, fun family night. And (laughs) Tito's also has a long history with us. We told Riley we were getting married at Tito's. We had our rehearsal dinner at Tito's. I mean, we just, we celebrate birthdays at Tito's. I mean, we really like Tito's. We really like Mexican, but we really like Tito's. So if you're ever in Nashville, if you're not from Nashville, go to Tito's. Anyways, So we go to Tito's and by the next morning, by 8 a.m., I am already in the chair getting a root canal and then following that up with a crown. We then did a mad dash to do some quick shopping because funny story, 
<laughs> Jeff, like so much of our stuff is in storage. So like all of Jeff's shoes were in the storage unit. So Jeff is, Jeff is just the bomb. I mean, on so many different levels, Jeff just like shows up. And so I was going to get a root canal and then immediately a crown. And he had plans to go to get his haircut by a neighbor in our old neighborhood um, at 930. And he had time to be at the Goodwill on Highway 96 in Franklin by the time it opened at 9 a.m. And he picked up a white button down because all of those were in storage uh, for $3.99. And he managed to find some brown loafers like dress loafers for $7.99 that were a size 13, like such a rare size. So he got out of there with like less than $16. Like he did such a great job and he got his haircut. So I get done with getting the crown. We have two hours before we have to be back at the dentist to get our teeth cleaned. Like this is what it looks like to live on the road, but want to still see your, your own doctors. Like you wait and you cram it in. So we did mad dash around the cool Springs area. Um, I don't even know what's going on with the styles out there. I mean, like some people are really pulling it off. However, I cannot. Um, so it was very frustrating trying to find, (laughs) find a dress. Um, and then we went back and got our teeth cleaned and by, 6 p.m. we were in Shelbyville, Tennessee for a rehearsal dinner. So that is just the first day. So it was a super crammed 72 hours, but oh my goodness, it was such a beautiful full 72 hours. Um, I got to receive a root canal by my previous employer and be in just the very best hands. I, I can't, it's again, one of these things that you don't really really think on as much in the moment of choosing to do this lifestyle of like, okay, what happens if you have a toothache? What happens if like choosing to be in some random stranger's hands where you don't really have friends who can be like, oh yeah, I've been to this person is not it's scary. It's not ideal. So just so grateful to have been in familiar hands and to be treated like family. Um, and just to see old friends. Um, we didn't really have any time to like do things socially with other friends because it was such a quick trip. Um, so for me personally, it was really enjoyable to have a good reason to go back to where, um, my, where I worked before getting on the road and seeing the faces that I quite literally saw every single day. Um, super, super sweet. Um, and then I remember, oh my goodness. So on Thursday, um, I am driving from the dentist to Target. Jeff and I thought, well, okay, we'll first swoop in Target, see if maybe I can find a dress there. And then if not, um, or if I do, we can maybe squeeze in pedicures really quick. Um, we used to love getting pedicures like once a month, but now that we're on the road, we try to do it only like three times a year. Um, and this was going to be one of our treats. Um, it never got fit in, (laughs) which is really sad. But anyways, so we go to Target and on the way I'm in, I'm in a car by myself, which is such a rare treat. I do drive the truck around sometimes around town, but I'm pretty nervous in the truck still. So I'm not super confident about Marco Poloing. Um, but if you don't know what Marco Poloing is, it's like a video. It's kind of like FaceTime, but you don't both have to be present. Like, it's like a video walkie talkie. Like I send you 
I send you a video. You can listen to it whenever. And then you respond to me whenever you're able to. And so in a car, it's really nice to be able to do because you don't actually look at it. Like you just set it up and then you just talk while you're driving, right? So it's basically like having a phone call, um, but it's a video version. So, you know, it's a little bit better than just audio. (laughs) So I'm driving towards Target and I'm Marco Poloing my friend Kayla, my dear, dear friend Kayla. Um, She is who I took my Europe trip with four years ago. And she just recently had a baby and I haven't gotten to meet said baby. So she was the one friend that I was trying to see. So I was Marco Poloing her about like how the day had been going, what was going on. And when I thought I could maybe get over to see her and her new baby. And I mentioned that I was on my way to Target. So I get done Marco Poloing her and she Marco Polos me and she's like, I'm on my way to Target. What Target are you going to? And I'm like, I get back on and I'm like, I'm going to, because she said she was going to the Brentwood Target. And I was like, I'm going to the Brentwood Target. I was like, I will be standing on the corner waiting for you. And so, um, a few minutes later I was like, okay, well no, I'm going to be standing inside, but just let me know when you get here. So she came inside and I got a text and she said where she was. And I, we just like, I came out into the aisle and both of our arms went up into the Y for like YMCA, you know, and we walked all the way together and embraced with the biggest hug. And I was like, this, this just makes me, my heart want to explode. You know, it's this, it's this rare moment for me at least now, because that never happens. We don't run into anybody. We don't see anyone familiar, which let me tell you, it's really nice. I go out looking a hot mess all the time because it quite literally does not matter. I'm not going to see anybody that I know. And even if I did, that's such a fluke. It doesn't even matter what I looked like. Right? So it was just such a sweet, sweet moment because I miss that. I miss seeing people that I know. Um, and I know that there have been many times in the past where I've been like, Oh, I don't want to see that person. Um, but it's fun and it's just such a great way to be, to be a light, no matter a light in your community, no matter if you are close that close or not, it's just nice to be able to see a neighbor or see somebody, you know, and be like, ah, I know you much less one of your very best friends. So it was such a highlight of my trip. (laughs) And then I still got to meet the baby. So that was even, that was even sweeter. So our trip was just filled with, with moments. Um, I'm still processing so many of them. Um, I, I don't think we could have squeezed in much more. Um, of course we wish we could have, um, but it was a really, really beautiful, um, 72 hours there. And it was really all about my brother. I mean, (laughs) Emily has been dating my brother for seven years and she is just, she's just everything for him. And she has done him so much good and they have both just grown so, 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 so much. So I'm just so excited to see them take this next step and them making that commitment before God and how centered they are around building a family, um, that does believe in a God that, um, has, has great plans for them. 
And so I'm so excited to see where that leads them. And I'm so grateful that we were able to be there. So we are tired, but our hearts are full. And I think I maybe mentioned earlier that, you know, going from family to family on the road where, you know, we actually, we feel like we see people quite often. And, you know, just like when we left Uncle Gary and Aunt Katrina's and went straight to seeing um, his sister, Nicole, um, <laughs> wouldn't you have it? Life is so crazy. Our Uncle Gary and Aunt Katrina, um, one of their children, whose um, girlfriends, so it's one of those situations, but if, if you're following me, family member, um, went to like the World Series of Softball in Denver. So they flew in on Wednesday as we were flying out of Denver, but thankfully we were able to catch them um, last night. So it was so cool. We leave one brother and we fly and are picked up by another brother. (laughs) And so we were able to enjoy a dinner together before they flew out today. So as always, just one thing after another. So this week we are trying to squeeze in a couple days in Denver, um, but we are dealing with some not so great weather um, and trying to kind of pick and choose what we want to um, accomplish while in this area. And then on Wednesday, we head to um, Estes Park to do Rocky Mountain National Park. So big week ahead yet again. Um, looking forward to another good night's rest <laughs> and catching up from such a full, full, beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in and tune in next week for episode eight.